Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. 3 o'clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scravey. We're with you till 4.30. Monday Night Football follows our show. Titans. Dolphins. Dolphins. Dang it. And? Oh, there's two games. Green Bay and the New York Football Giants. Correct. Um, you won't hear that one here no. on 97.3 The Fan. You will hear Titans-Dolphins. Uh, that coverage will start at 4.30. They're all also right. starting at the f- the same time, which for two Monday night games, as we all know, I was not a fan earlier in the year. I would much rather have a game starting at the same time to flip back and forth with. I don't know. I think I want a little staggered. So that when I one knew, ends, I knew you were gonna say one that. ends, I could still watch a little bit more. Like <laughs> it lasts a little longer. A um, few questions. Not even questions, just remarks. So we, we discussed the deferrals. I don't think anybody imagined what is being reported. According to Fabian Ardaya of Bleacher Report, Shohei Otani will defer $68 million per year of his $70 million annual <gasps> salary. For, you, for those great math folks out there, that's, uh, or for those folks who lack math, like myself, Me. that is uh, $2 million a year he will make in the course of the 10 years. That's $20 mil that they just spent. They're in the course of this 10 years. Now, um, that leaves a remaining $680 million to be paid after the 10 years. Now, I told you before, Major League Baseball would probably take a look at it. I'm almost positive now that they will definitely take a look at this rule. I can't believe this is even a thing that this happened. Is, this is a loophole. That clearly, it's a massive loophole. That clearly um, no one was paying close attention to. But... I'm reading the athletic article that came out with this. So if you want to read the full thing, go to the athletic, but it is uh, for CBT purposes. So what's going to count against them. It's going to be closer. The expected of average annual value is closer to $46 million a year, which I'm not sure how that works with $2 million a year being the one that he that's pay that they pay each year. But they're yeah, saying for CBT purposes, $46 million a year is what the AAV of the contract is believed to be. Okay, so there will be um, there will be some penalty. Yes. You won't be getting off scot-free then. No. I'm not sure exactly how that works, uh, but that is certainly is what's being reported right now. Now, how that equates to $2 million a year, your guess is better than mine. That is what was being reported on Bleacher Report, you got the story that that uh, Scraby's referring to on The Athletic. Um, we'll try to piece it together and, and, and make it make sense for you. Because it doesn't make it sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> $48 million is a little bit over what Max Scherzer is costing, uh, I believe, the Rangers now yeah. at this point, uh, which is 42 See, now it's coming in on ESPN. Now, I'm going to have to like sit through and, like, sift through and read this in order to to make it make sense. Meanwhile, know. Bob Nightingale might get angry at you for <laughs> saying something. Meanwhile, um, we got a daily gamut to get to. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. 
Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Everybody, please gamble responsibly uh, while Tony is trying to find out a little bit more about these deferrals that Shohei Otani has going on. We will get going in the Daily Gambit. But I am confirming that Jeff Passan is also posting on X that the CBT hit is going to be around $46 million, which is still a huge discount. Uh, all right. So we... That's workable, though. $46 million? $70 million would have been tough to put together, add the pieces or the things oh, yeah. they needed when you're giving they're still $70 paying million. Mookie, yeah. Still paying Freddie Freddy Freeman, Freeman. Still paying... A couple other guys, so they're still going to have a little bit of financial hardship, I guess, if that's the right word. The Upper Hand Fantasy... No, that's not the right word. They don't have any hardship. (laughs) The Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast brings you the latest news and player insights to help you win and avoid any embarrassing league punishments. In-depth analysis, start-sit questions, and everything you need for your fantasy team. Download Upper Hand Fantasy on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The first one... The Orlando Magic were playing the Pistons. I believe we we played or we bet on this one because the Pistons had lost like 20-something in a row. And the Pistons were 11-point underdogs. Tony and I chose the Magic, and we both won because the Magic won 123-91. Now the Bulls were playing the Spurs. Bulls were two-point favorites in this game. All of us chose the Bulls. And we were all correct. Bulls win 121 to 112. So good stuff for us. Army Navy took place on Saturday. And Army ended up beating Navy 17-11. to 11. Army, two-and-a-half-point favorites in the game. I took Army. Uh, you guys took Navy, so I win this bet with the 17-11 win for Army. Alabama at Purdue. Purdue, six-point favorites in their game over the weekend. Purdue ends up winning this, but the bet pushes because it was 92-86. to 86. We all selected Purdue, but uh, we get our money back on that one. And then the Aztecs. We didn't mention this yet, but the Aztecs basketball team, nine-point favorites over UC Irvine on Friday night. And Chris and Tony chose the Aztecs. I chose Irvine. Aztecs only ended up winning by one point. A terrific comeback to even get the victory to begin with because they were down. Uh, I got a three-point play uh, by Parrish at the end. Um, And then uh, they were able to hang on. To get the victory, but it was not looking good with about a minute to go. No, definitely not. And I, I are you a little concerned about the struggle? No, I think these close calls are good. Okay, they're finding ways to win these close calls um, outside of the um, Grand Canyon game. Yeah, because they yeah they lost that one. Um, so that was it for that. We had a pretty good week betting, Tony. Chris, I think this is why Chris is not here today, because he had a he had one of the worst weeks betting that he's ever had. He didn't even want to give us his record. It was that bad. Uh, but this holiday season, shop groceries and baking needs in one trip, and that's it at Smart and Final. Now, I have a parlay for tonight, Tony, and I want to see where you land on this one. Um, I'm going to do... A Tyreek Hill over 108 and a half pa- or receiving yards. Sorry, not passing yards. Receiving yards. Um, Tyreek Hill is definitely going for this record of 2,000. Mike McDaniel is a coach that will throw him the ball 100 million times until he gets his 2,000 yards. So I'm going to say he goes over 108 and a half yards rushing or receiving. Jeez. Then I have Saquon Barkley. Combined, he only has to score one touchdown, rushing or receiving. It doesn't matter as long as he gets a touchdown in the game, rushing oh. or receiving. He he. Uh, this is a parlay plays. concerning both Monday night games. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And then um, the last one would be Romeo Dobbs, wide receiver for the Packers. I am going to say he gets a touchdown tonight. No Christian Watson. I know that's the hard one. Is yeah, um, it's not happening. It is hoping for someone to score a touchdown, but Romeo Dobbs touchdown. As soon as you said game. Romeo Dobbs, your do- your odds went down. What do you mean? Romeo Dobbs has been pretty good this year. He's yeah, got seven touchdowns. He's not getting a touchdown on on Monday night though. I'm gonna look at R- Romeo Dobbs and see what he's been doing this year because he has scored seven touchdowns. It's tied for six in the NFL. Ooh, he hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks. It's been a little bit, but he is getting targets. I'm still going with it. No Christian Watson, I believe. So I'm going to say Dobbs gets a touchdown. So uh, Tyreek Hill over 108 and a half receiving yards. 
Um, the Saquon Barkley rushing or receiving touchdown and a Dobbs touchdown. You're going to say no. <laughs> you You're already know I'm going to say no. Going to say no. All right. Well, since Chris isn't here, I don't really have any other bets. Uh, real quick. Yes. Back on the Otani thing. That's Apparently, it for the Daily Gambit. Huh? I said that's it for the Daily Gambit. Apparently, there is uh, a specific, or I should say, um, there is a specific part in the collective bargaining agreement that addresses the deferrals. And there's, it makes it pretty clear that there is no limits to how far you can, you can uh, defer money. And so maybe that this is less of a loophole and loophole and more of a, a a spot that they're taking clear advantage of. That every team, by this rule, according to this, uh, according to what I'm reading, is would be able to do this. I think there's a problem with baseball because the contracts are so complicated. We really don't know. Yeah. Well, I, how I, everything. I just down. think that Shohei Otani is unique. That I, I just yeah. There's Babe Ruth, and then there was Shohei Otani. Like, that's how rare he is. That's how long the distance is between you've had a guy who, and this is, and quite frankly, Shohei Otani is, it's not even on the same planet. No. Babe Ruth is on a much lower tier planet than Shohei Otani based on what these two dudes did. But that's the rarity of a two way player being this good. And so, therefore, the reason why he can defer $68 million of the seventy is because his endorsements are going to, as you said, are going to cover that and some. $50 million at it, least. At least. At least. And so this is not a big deal for him. Now, I like the fact that, however, we may not understand it, it isn't though the, the Dodgers get off the hook paying $70 million. It's still 60, you know, it's still going to count 48 point whatever Millions, 46, yeah. 46 point whatever million to towards their, you know, what they can pay. As long as it's going against them in in the time that they're actually taking advantage of the contract, then yeah. that's all I care about. I would like to get to know exactly how that works. Make the numbers number. You know what I'm saying? Because you go from 68 to 46, <laughs> and he's only making two. I, I don't understand. The numbers aren't numbering at that point. <laughs> they so. are not, the numbers are definitely not numbering at that point. So at some point, you get somebody who's much smarter than either of us to kind of explain how that goes. But that is how it goes. I'll see if Matt Snyder can come on tomorrow. But um, I think that knowing that, too, and I hate to give credit to the Dodgers, but that does give them a little bit of leeway in case he's not as good as they hope for. Yeah, well. I don't think anything's going to give him that leeway. They, they, at the end of the day, they're paying him seven hundred million. They need him to be good. I can't wait to see his jersey sales because, and, and I say I can't wait to see because it's going to be through the roof. It's going to be, it's going to be one big down payment back to them. Yeah, man. I mean, Why couldn't you have just gone to Toronto? <laughs> this is, this is, uh, this is a, a this is like best of both worlds for a team. It's a, this is a business decision as much as it is a baseball decision. I think it – do you – I almost I said mean, I think it's bad for baseball, but – Definitely not bad for baseball. What's the, bad for baseball? It, it, what, what the exactly Dodgers. Is, I know we would like to think that. If you went to the Yankees, I would think the same thing. Juan Soto went to the Yankees, I think the same thing. It's bad for baseball? Think about that statement. These are the two largest markets you have in your sport. Yeah. You don't want... He was already there and he wasn't a draw. He was in Anaheim. It's not the same as... How come, How come? like, people weren't just selling out the Angel Stadium, even if the Angels are bad? That's what the Dodgers are saying, that he's going to sell tickets alone. Just him. He's going to bring people to the ballpark. What? And he didn't really with the Angels because they didn't ever sell out. Yeah, I don't think this is the same thing. I'm just saying. Uh, an article I did read earlier was saying that um, 15,000 more fans on average are at, Do- at Dodger Stadium, and it's going to become even more of a madhouse. Did which... you hear what Chris Rose said? Four million people they expect to through. turn for the first time ever to come through the turnstile. And that makes sense. And that's another feather in the cap of the Dodgers because they knew that. He's a business man. He's a businessman. Let's get to break. 
Uh, doesn't we, make me feel better about it, though. No, it doesn't. I, I mean, listen, for us who, you know, have a vested interest in the Padres doing well, this certainly is a, a little speed bump, if you will, into in the Padres' success. I, I think a unicorn counts as a big speed bump. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm hoping it's a, it's a minor speed bump. All right, I'll hope with you then. All right, let's get to break. Uh, how do I want to say this? Some Gwen stories. When we return, more going to Chris on the way. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Just kind of sifting through the Shohei Otani news. Apparently, uh, as I mentioned, Yamamoto is on the Dodgers' radar as well, but he's also on a bunch of teams' radar. So um, we'll see how that manifests itself. Free agency, I think, will, as we've seen after the Otani deal, will start to unravel, and you'll start seeing guys pick teams and, and pick destinations. All right. To a much more serious matter, uh, I want to share with you guys something that happened to my oldest daughter over the weekend. As many of you know, um, I have four kids, three girls, and uh, they play soccer. They play competitively. They now are playing for their high school. And over the weekend, my middle daughter, Jordan, played in a JV game down um, at Del Norte. And so... um, you know, as a parent, I'm sitting on the sideline just kind of waiting for this game to to begin. And um, I noticed one of the officials, a uh, gentleman, was in my daughter's vicinity kind of looking her way. And, you know, there's some interaction happening. I, I'm, I, again, I'm on the other sideline, so I, I don't quite know what's going on. But I, I am watching body language as I tend to pay attention to, especially for my children. And I, I, I see my... Um, I see my daughter kind of, you know, I don't want to say distressed, but, you know, in that in that realm. And so, you know, I, I walk over to her and I notice she's crying at this point, trying to figure out what's going on. The coaches have moved in there talking to this official. And, uh, you know, my girls have really since maybe the age of five have had their hair braided. You know, normal individual braids, nothing that's out of the ordinary. No beads, no nothing, just hair braided. And so uh, this official has decided to tell her that if if she doesn't, you know, put her hair. By the way, it's in a it's in a high ponytail, which if you looked at all of the other girls that were on the field, pretty much all of them had high ponytails. And so uh, he proceeds to tell her that he's not going to allow her to play unless she puts her hair up in in some type of way that you know was really unnecessary. And so this. Back and forth happens. Now, meanwhile, I'm trying to, you know, not jump to conclusions or, or, or get upset. But I, my daughter is crying. At this point, you know, as for any parent out there, your, your kid in distress over something that really out of her control, um, you start to feel some type of way. So I moved away. I let the coaches handle it. And at this point, the director of the tournament is is got they're down there they're talking to this official and 
um, at, at this point, I, I begin to kind of walk over to try to figure out what this conversation is about. And so, uh, you know, as I'm walking in there, I, I, I catch the tail end of the officials telling um, or the, the coordinators telling the one gentleman that this isn't there isn't a rule that says that she can't play with with braids in her hair. Um, they bring up the fact that if there's beads, this that has to be dealt with because those can end up being a, a safety issue, if you will. Right. Uh, but she doesn't have any beads, as I said. But this guy uh, was just really determined at this point to to enforce this rule that wasn't a rule that, you know, her hair was could be used as a weapon, as he said. And so at this point, I, I'm I'm beside myself, but I'm also very aware that there are kids out here. There are, you know, phones out here. And the last thing I want to do is lose my lose my temper and then be up be on uh, social media being a know, big five topic. It, it being a big five <laughs> topic, right? Um, and so you know, I, at this point, I asked the officials like, "What seems to be the problem with with her hair?" And he's and he begins to tell me that. Her braids are a weapon. They can be used as a weapon as they're, you know, flying in the air. And, you know, my, meanwhile, there's a few girls with the double braids that are swinging in the air. There are a few girls. As I said, everybody really has their hair up. None of it by any logical person would be considered a weapon. Even if it was flopping in the wind and caught somebody, it's, it's, it's hair, right? <laughs> yes, it's hair. It's hair. And so... um he proceeds to tell me about, you know, the the braids being a weapon, as I said. And I, I, I said as as I realized this was gonna escalate if I didn't like break away and so I just I said some some parting words as I as I walked away and I walked over to my daughter who was still in tears at this point because I don't think she really understood what was going on at that particular time. Or I think she did understood and I think she was just hurt by it at that time. But I asked her how she wanted to handle it. You know, whether, you know, because her coach had made the point that she was going to play her regardless. There was no rule against it. This guy was just being an a-hole, basically, is what what you would call him. And uh, she decided to put her hair up in another braid so that it the issue would go away. She got to play. And it was just disappointing in youth sports that, you know, because you, you hear the stories of, of – uh, uh, young black boys or girls having to, you know, having their hair cut, you know, because mm. their hair is a little bit different. Or being I remember told a wrestler they, had yeah, to. Yeah, that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. And it just hits different. And we, we, we talk about these tough, these difficult uh, situations often on our show, or not often, but from time to time. And When they arise. Uh, when they arise. And it's, it's a little different when it hits close to home, you know. And, you know, you had a 14-year-old girl out there. Who I think at this point recognized what that was, um, and let's call it what it was. It, there, there was race involved in his decision to really outline her yeah. in particular versus everybody else, and uh, it was disappointing to actually go through. And fortunately, my daughter's got pretty thick skin. I mean, she's one of those individuals that cries when she's upset. You know what I'm saying? So. We moved past it, but I wanted to share it because this is something that happened in youth sports. This isn't even a an adult we're, we're talking about. Either way, it's 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 all bad. But um, to see my daughter go through that, that was uh, that was tough. That this was is tough. high school, right? This is high school. So this high school referee is being paid by you know the whoever organizes it. So I mean. I was. I would. I, I, I would hope that there's some more that needs to be discussed with this guy. Yeah. No. I. I because I, I think, saw the pictures. Uh, I saw the pictures that you showed me. Because Tony took some pictures for examples. Yeah. No. I was. And I, your daughter's hair looked no different than anybody else's hair. The the issue, you know, as it's happening, I, I'm I'm in I'm in like burn it down mode. Like as it's going on. So yeah, I snapped some photos, but I kept those photos in my phone. I didn't yeah. put them up. I I don't want to to turn into something it shouldn't but it was it was that kind of it was that kind of situation when it happened and uh it was just disappointing you know because oftentimes on here chris and i we, we talk about referee we talk about how crazy the parents are and, and what they have to deal with this was unsolicited this was 
This was this dude just like walking. Like she didn't on accidentally. It no, wasn't like a warning. No, or... but none of that. And you know, it would have maybe have bared out differently if he had gone to the coach first instead of trying to approach the kid first about it. But you know, it was just a. Uh, it was it was a it was a difficult day for my daughter uh, and myself. And you know, I thought I should share it. it. It's it's one of those situations that you hope doesn't happen again, especially at the on the high school level. You yeah, know, that's the that's the, the one world thing. is the world. It's gonna those things are gonna happen, but you would think that that's one area where you wouldn't have to necessarily. That's where growth do it. comes from is high school and high school stuff. Well, yeah, I'm sorry that you and your daughter had to go through that. That's, I mean, what honestly, it, I'm not a parent number one, but what do you tell your kid when they when they ask you like? Why did that guy do that? It's hard. You, you tell them, you know, unfortunately, you know, there are people out there that either are uneducated about you or don't care to educate themselves about you and in your culture, if if you will. And uh, that's really where you, you got to leave it. And, and, and you just say at the end of the day, you just keep being you and keep being the young lady that we raised you to be. So I just want to share that with you guys. Uh, we'll get back to sports after we come back from no, that's break. That's important. That's important. Though. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was. That's why. That's why I, I wanted to to share it. We do have a big five on the way. We talked a little bit about it. The Chiefs quite upset. A lot of people saying they are embarrassing themselves. <laughs> that was Patrick Mahomes from yesterday. <laughs> we'll discuss when we return. We're going to Chris. Three thirty-six. Tony Gwynn Jr. Matt Scraby. Got a big five headed your way. Scravy is this. This might be one of his favorite big fives. There's a bunch of things in there that are his sweet spots. Yeah, yeah. Forget about me breaking down X's contracts, and O's, contracts <laughs> deferrals. Yeah, All no. I want to do is talk about the trash talking that happened on the field and what happened after. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is ready to roll now. I believe we have some traffic to get to first. Yes. Uh, when we roll out of that. Big five headed your way. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, so we had the news of Shohei Otani signing with the Dodgers over the weekend. Ten years, $700 million. Apparently, he's going to be paid in peanuts for the first ten years of his career, and then they're actually going to pay him. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He's uh, deferring $68 million of his yearly $70 million salary. So he's actually only going to make $2 million cash, but it's very complicated. And I say all that because my first topic is this. Number five. And Tony has been on this for a very long time. And it has to do with different teams in the National League West and how much they're willing to spend. It just so happens the National League West is full of a bunch of teams that have big cities. You got the Dodgers. You got the Giants. You got the... uh, Rockies, I guess. Denver likes their baseball, but the Rockies aren't good. And then you got the Diamondbacks, who just went to the World Series. They don't like their team. They don't like their team either. (laughs) But the Giants really love their team, Giants and Giants fans, and the Dodgers. And we know that the Dodgers are, you know, walking a little bit lighter in the wallet. But, Tony, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being very nervous, with, like, the Giants going after Arson Judge last year, going after Carlos Correa... For those who don't know, Arson is uh, a.k.a. Aaron Judge. If Chris was here, he'd throw something at me. (laughs) He would. Because he does not like that. But with all of their money that they've tried to spend in the past couple years, how nervous are you, the Giants, uh, to outbid the Padres on players? I'm not nervous at all. Okay. The Giants have shown no ability to out anything the Padres have done, especially in free agency. Good point. They have had cash on hand the last, I think this is the fourth year now? Where they have attempted to sign somebody mm. and have been either spurred, spurned, I should say, or uh, just didn't get the job done. So at this point, three years in the making, four years in the making, I don't have any uh, worry that the Giants are going to be the one that... You're a zero. I'm, I'm a zero. 
Wow. I shouldn't say zero. Anything is possible. 5%. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. You're going to say 5? 5%. Oh, 5%. Worried. So you're like a point two on the 1 to 10 <laughs> scale. Man. Oh, it's a 1 to 10 scale. Sorry. I'm a 2. You're a 2 on the 1 to 10 scale. Okay, Scraby. Just... I was going to say more because you kind of have been beating this into the back of my head that the if the Giants don't get a big free agent, they're going to go sign bigger names and maybe get multiple bigger names. I know that's what they want to do, but does anybody want to go to San Francisco and play? It hasn't seemed like. I mean, Correa did, right? Because they were the only one giving him money were, at the time. <laughs> but then they were like, eh, I don't know. This whole angle thing scares us. Yeah. So they backed out of that. Uh, Aaron Judge had him in the building. Couldn't Offered land him. him a contract. Couldn't apparently. land him. I can't remember who the free agent was the year before that. They swung and missed there. Was it Conforto? No, no. This was, was he the, was hurt. This was the oh the you're, you're talking free, about someone they didn't in, get yeah in 2022 that would have been or 2021 that would have been yeah you're right they have I don't know who you're talking they've about they've had but. money on hand and willing to spend and haven't been able to get anybody in there you've changed my mind I was a six because the Giants have money but I'm down lower now maybe like a three and the only reason is I feel like the Giants may start getting a little impatient. And starting to maybe overpay some of these guys well, to that, get them in the building. To, to, uh, to their credit, to the front office credit, they haven't panicked and then overspent somewhere. Yeah. They've elected each time to go small. They bring in Conforto. They bring in um, my man who was in Seattle the year before. It was hurt most of the year. Gosh, it'll come to me. Um, they've gone the cheaper routes when they haven't got the guy that they wanted. Yeah. All right, you've you've changed my mind. Meanwhile, I'm gonna figure out who that former Mariner was. And okay. Then I'll tell you. <laughs> all right, here it is. Been waiting all day. I'm just kidding. I haven't because I've talked to the, I've talked about this play like maybe a hundred times at the you dog park. You definitely have been waiting all day. Don't the dog park in the morning on Monday because the Monday, Wednesday, Friday dog park is just a big old sports talk. So there's a Chiefs fans in this a Chiefs fan in this dog park, and so you know that they had a different theory on everything, but. Yesterday in that Chiefs-Bills game, the Chiefs had just over a minute to go. We're at midfield when Patrick Mahomes threw it to Travis Kelsey. And then down the field, Travis Kelsey threw it back to Kadarius Toney for a touchdown in a crazy play. Mitch Haniger. Oh, there you go. There it was. However, Toney was called for offensive offsides, and the Chiefs lost their mind. Patrick Mahomes literally had to be restrained on the sidelines because he was so angry about this cbs sports referee gene sterator said in a long tweet here's the meat of it Kadarius tony is blatantly lined up offside and in the neutral zone you rarely see an offsides penalty on the offense but that is not because this play is not a foul meaning this was so bad you had to throw the flag now here is patrick mahomes post game talking about everything that happened on the field I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, don't, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something and – all I can do is go out there and give everything I have, and I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did, and it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough tough to swallow. It's the call, man. Just in that moment, I mean, it's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game, and for it to to happen on a flag change the outcome of a game um, in that moment, I mean, I, I've played seven years never had that, never had offense all sides called. I mean, that's we that's elementary school. We we talk about, I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and and it doesn't get called. And if it does, you, they warn you, and there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's just tough, man. So that was Patrick Mahomes' postgame. Obviously, he's very frustrated. Um, and he's talking about um, them and the offensive 
offsides. Well, I was watching Sunday Night Football last night, and their referee that's on hand, Terry McCauley, was brought in, and he was talking about how in the last couple years, this has not been an emphasis from the league, and so it was only called like two times last year or the year before, one of those two. But they have made it an emphasis this year, and it's been called 11 times already this season. So clearly they're looking for this, and if you watch the screenshot... Kadarius Tony is blatantly lined up offsides. There's there's no way around it. Yeah. Um, so I'm up first here. Is Patrick Mahomes right or wrong? He's right about it being a frustrating season, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why he's so angry here is because they've lost some close games recently. He is putting out everything on the field, and his players are kind of failing to pick him up at points and times. But this was embarrassing yesterday. And I will say it's embarrassing because go look at the film and be like, yeah, I guess he is offsides. But then you can go explain like he did, but he went at it in full force. Anger. This is a travesty. That was a Hall of Fame play. You should let the play stand because the play was so great. Just crazy things like that. So Patrick Mahomes is right that it's a frustrating loss, but he's not right when it comes to the penalty, Tony. Uh... No, he's not right. I don't think he's embarrassing. That's been the hot take today. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are embarrassing themselves. I came out with a first. Stop it. They're not embarrassing <laughs> themselves. They're wrong, for sure. And I think Patrick Mahomes, I think all of that was just frustration. At least in all the sound bites I've heard, I have not once heard him say that that was the wrong call. He said, it's never called. He said... I wish they they usually give you a warning. We've been doing this since elementary school. Right. Never once did he say that was a bad call. It was not the right call. So to me, it's all frustration. You go back to, yes, he highlighted the lack of call in last week's game on the pass interference. But what he didn't do and what he hasn't done and what he has done pretty well as a leader of the team is he has kept it positive when it comes to his teammates. I'm sure there's a piece of him that wants to let Tony know how he feels about (laughs) the many mistakes he's made this year. But I think he recognizes that Kadavius Tony seems like he might not be able to take that kind of heat that comes his way. Yeah. And you're going to need him at some point in the year, especially when it gets late. Because he can do things like that. Because he can do things like that. And so I think what you saw from Patrick Mahomes in particular, because I didn't really see Andy Reid's comments, but was him being frustrated. And the only way to get that frustration out that wouldn't hurt his team in some way is to take it out on the official. And he still didn't say the official got it wrong. He just seemed to be quite irritated that the official made the call. Not that the call was incorrect. Here's how I hear it. The call was fine, but it was such a good play. You you should have let it go. I hear the same thing. (laughs) I hear the same thing. That's virtually what he's saying is that Listen, you might have got the call right, but in that particular moment, I need you to turn a blind eye. And unfortunately, they've gotten a few calls in there. They, they've gotten more than a few calls. I think calls in the in Super time. Bowl, there was a defensive holding or something, or not a defensive. I can't remember if they called it or not, but. Now the Eagles are getting all those back, or they had been until the last couple of weeks. I mean, the Chiefs. No, I mean, the Eagles. They were the one, Remember, everybody was playing the Eagles, oh, keep getting yeah. away with calls. Yeah. Well, they're, now they're getting the calls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just think Patrick is frustrated. It's been a, I don't know that he's ever had as difficult of a season as he's and he's not having a difficult season by the way from a number standpoint he is normal Patrick Mahomes but this has been a little more challenging than I think it I can remember it being for the Chiefs in quite some time on the side of him crying about this it did (laughs) and him complaining about how it should have stood just because it was a cool play I, I it did show me something else about Patrick Mahomes I Came into this year Patrick Mahomes guy because I watched that quarterback show on Netflix. Thought he's a good dude, hard worker, all of the above. But um, I, I feel like I saw something new on the sideline when he w- had to be w- restrained by coaches and teammates. You know, I've never seen him do that. I- I've had teammates get upset with me for doing what everybody him because. In actuality, it does end up making you look crazier when you got people, people like trying to restrain you <laughs> yeah, and hold you true. back. And they're like, when you may you. just be trying to, <laughs> you know, have some words. Yeah, yeah. And so I've had a few teammates like 
like be pissed at me for doing that. And I, I started to realize, oh, yeah, I can't make you look like a nut right here when I'm trying to restrain you and you may not be doing anything. I just don't know. You're making me think you're going to do something. You got the crazy <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Number three. All right. Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf has built up a kind of a reputation reputation as a bit of a hothead on the field. And opposing teams apparently are starting to take that into consideration when game planning for him. According to the San Francisco Chronicles, Michael Silver, the meeting included um, there was a meeting Saturday night between the coaching staff and some of the players. And reportedly, the meeting included video clips featuring past fits of rage from Metcalf. Kyle Shanahan put this put this together, wanted his team to capitalize on a potential weakness of their team. He added an incentive to get his point across, reportedly. We will get 14 to lose his mind. Christmas present for whoever gets him. Well, Fred Warner did get him. After an interception, DK suplexed Fred Warner. <laughs> then Warner pushed him in the back running off. DK Metcalf then grabbed his face mask, and he was ejected. Uh, here's what Fred Warner said about the exchange after the game. You and DK, what was happening? Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. He, I told him he, he tackles really well, and then for some reason he didn't like that. And, you know, I guess what happened happened, and... It's unfortunate, man. You got to learn to keep his composure, but happy we came out with the dub. Uh, he's The whole time he's smiling. And the one thing I, I know this is a 49ers, so I'm going to love it. But the one thing I love is that they play two times every single year. And the, so they're going to be playing two times for a long more time. There is nothing better as an athlete in, like, head-to-head combat or head-to-head, like, matchups when you know you are in somebody's head and you know you have – ultimately won that mental battle. Yeah. Now, Fred Warner paid a heavy price. He got suplexed. He did. And Fred Warner isn't supposed to, as a linebacker, isn't supposed to get no. suplexed. But then again, DK Metcalf is not your typical wide no, receiver. What's, what's the actual question? I'm sorry. Well, the actual question is because Shanahan, and I'm going to use this word, put a bounty out on getting DK ejected from the game. Um, you're up first. Do we like this Shanahan move? Yes. You do. I do. Wow. They, if first of all, if they went over this and filmed and took time to pick out highlights where DK Metcalf this together, he clearly they identified something that could get this guy up out of the game. Now, it didn't work until the end of the game, so I, it's not like they missed DK DK at like a significant part of the game. Game was pretty much in hand at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I don't. I think your word bounty. Puts a, a different it puts kind a of different feel spin, to it because he wasn't trying to hurt him. Right. He just wanted him to get ejected wanted, from hey, the game. A get under his skin enough to where you get him to react, and we get him ejected, and it, it worked. It did work. Diabolical. Um, do I like this Shanahan move? I said a few weeks ago that uh, I, I've been going back and forth. You know, you don't like it. You told me you didn't like it. I don't like it. Okay, I don't like it because the Eagles showed a a tape of all the things the 49ers said to them before they played a few weeks ago. The Eagles were trying to pump up the team and everything, and I said that was cute. And so I can't just go back and say this is cute. Um, I would say to Kyle Shanahan, maybe he's just trying to have fun. But focus on the game rather than getting someone ejected on the game. The game went fine. Everything's going great for your team. Not a big fan of this. Not a big fan of this. All right. Number two. I saw a theme running around to some of the opinions on Shohei Otani's 10-year, $700 million deal with the Dodgers. And there were lots of winning aspects of this deal. Some players are going to get more money. The sweepstakes for Otani is over. But there are negatives, and one stands out to me. The loser category often says that Major League Baseball fans are losing because he plays on the West Coast. I'm up first. Do I think it's still that big of a deal? I'm a West Coast guy through and through. Never lived on, never, I've lived on the East Coast, but I'm basically a West Coast guy. I am tired of the West Coast bias that is being shown around sports. Hey, East Coast, if you want to watch Shohei Otani, stay up and do it. Done, Tony. Big facts. Yeah. Stay up. If you want to see the show it, called Otani, yeah, hang That's with it. it. Sorry, like you live on the East Coast. If you if you want to watch uh, one of the the best, you're going to stay up to do it. Yeah. Now, good thing for you, the, the Dodgers will probably play on sports or sports on Sunday night baseball or something like that pretty often. So you'll get a chance. That'll to see be seven thirty for you, guys. right? It'll be a little later <laughs> for you. But yeah, I just man, thought about that. That's I, true. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, if 
you you want to see it, you're going to have to stay up for ten the next ten years. Yeah, it's not. A, it doesn't make MLB fans lose. No, because you know what? I is, refuse to believe that is more heavily available or widely available than it ever before. And that's why I didn't highlights have, and video. Right, you got you got streaming. You got all kinds of things going on. That's why I never understood the whole idea of got to get him out of Anaheim. Okay, yeah, maybe so. But it's still going to be the same timeline. You're going to still have to stay up at the same time to watch them play as a Dodger or whoever he would have ended up with. Every article I read that said that they lost because he signed on the West Coast, that guy went, <laughs> "Not didn't lose for us over here. Hey, I'm going to go see Shohei Otani more than ever. <laughs> All right, number one doesn't really matter. It's a conspiracy theory that I don't really want to get into. I do. I've proved my con- – okay, fine. We'll, get we'll have to do it. Minute. All right. Carry on the over. other side, C- conspiracy theory time. Do, do, do. More going to kiss. Into the 4 o'clock hour, we roll, we roll 30 minutes with you guys, really about 26 minutes from now. Monday Night Football takes over. Titans, Dolphins here on 97.3. The fan, there's another, is a doubleheader Monday Night Football Day. You'll get the uh, Packers and the New York Football Giants. Also, you won't hear that on this station, though, but it is a, a game that, you know, once you get home to your to your crib, you can have the option to watch. Now, are these both going to be any of these streamed? Or what, do we know where wow. these are? They're all streamed. They're all streamed. They're all streamed do, do we know? Okay, so we just don't know what network. Oh, no, it's ESPN. Oh, it's it all going to be ESPN. Both of them, okay. Cool. Good to know. I am trying to confirm this because I, I had read earlier, and you guys make me want to confirm things 300 times, but... Um, there is a going to never be, hurt anybody. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, okay, so Packers at Giants is going to be on ABC, while Titans at Dolphins is going to be on ESPN. So there you go, Tony. ABC for one game, ESPN for the other. Also, both games will be carried at the same time on ESPN2 on the Manning cast. So they're going to have the Mannings, and they're going to have both games going at the same time. That sounds like it's going to be fun because... It's a lot going on for those guys. Do you ever watch the Manny cast? Once. I like it. I do too. I do too. I did just, you know, I prefer to watch the game. I don't necessarily need people talking, a podcast happening while the game is going on. But I I, I enjoy the Mannings. They're funny to me. They are, and they give really good if insight. I, if it's a boring game, I'll flip over to the Manning Good point. For sure. Yeah, that's, that's where then you go. Then I'll be entertained because the football isn't actually doing it. Do you so. like how, uh, do you like how that, What's uh, Troy Aikman does not want to say anything about the Manning cast during the show because he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to let people know about another broadcast, which totally makes, makes sense. No, absolutely. But Joe Buck is under contract to read that, so he has to. He has to. He has to draw do people away from their yeah, show yeah. to it's watch the, the Manning cast. It's the weirdest thing. But I guess if you're all under one roof, what does it matter? All the views go one place anyway. But that's what's going to happen tonight. Packers and Giants on ABC, Titans and uh, Dolphins on ESPN. All right, we had one more one. topic before we get into our next, I don't even know what to call it, but it's a conspiracy theory. By the way, Tony. we'll play some Gwen versus the fans after this, 833-288-0973. Thank you. It's a conspiracy theory, and it has everything to do with Shohei Otani and the whole plane watching that we did last week. And uh, everybody was thinking that the jet going to Toronto had Shohei Otani on it. Well, here's the conspiracy theory, because Shohei Otani is represented by CAA. I believe that stands for Collective or Creative Artist Agents or something like that. Something along those lines. So CAA has Shohei Otani under their roof. Yes, they do. They also have... The man who was on the plane that everybody thought was Shohei Otani, Robert Hershevek from Shark Tank. Now, CAA is going to benefit greatly from a small mistake of, of uh, Robert Hershevek being on Shohei Otani's plane because, A, Shohei Otani is going to make everyone Google and find out what's going on. So they're going to find out Robert Hershevek was actually on the plane. Oh, who's Robert Hershevek? Oh, he's on Shark Tank. Maybe I'll watch Shark Tank now. So the conspiracy theory is CAA tipped off reporters with wrong and false information, knowing that it was Robert Hershevek, knowing that they were going to get him at the airport when he landed, and it was not Shohei Otani because they wanted to create intrigue and raise the price that the Dodgers were willing to pay for Shohei Otani. A couple of things here. 
Boom. So what's your question, I should say? There's no question. Do, uh, you just fact. wanted to get off the conspiracy theory. I mean, uh, is this feasible? Yeah, of course it's feasible. Uh, I'll say this. Just because you share an agency with somebody does not mean that you guys are collaborating on on your own business. You know what I'm saying? Like, Shark Tank guy is a billionaire. Yeah. He doesn't... The billionaires don't typically... They don't get in... Oh, he loved this. He put up an Instagram post. It was hilarious. His Instagram post. What he's, he, what he said he, he was drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he, he played it well. But I don't think there's a conspiracy here. I think... It, based on what we know of Shohei and his demands of not wanting that information out there, it paid off, as we talked about earlier, that no one knew. Now, maybe you can make the argument that this last bit drove the price up just a little bit more, but I don't see these two being in uh, in cahoots together. All right. It's know, there, though. The I, theory is there. Oh, the theory, it, it didn't take them being in the same agency for somebody to come up with a theory. Because it would, it would have happened. One of our How guys, about? One of our guys was, was, was not correct in his reporting. He wasn't. He wasn't. Mr. Morosi. Uh, yes. He, and Bob Nightingale. He, he would later send an apology out. Uh, you know, clarifying that he, he got it wrong. You should text him and see how he's doing. No, no. I'm going to leave that alone for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, man, I think this was just, this is what happens when information isn't leaked out. We talk about often, people start making stuff up. Yeah, we, we've talked and, about it a lot Or we lately. start trying to connect things that don't necessarily connect. Oh, there's a private plane going from um, Los Angeles to Toronto. It's got to be Shohei. Well, apparently not. That's or, why I want to find out where the information came from that... Uh, Shohei was on that plane because John Morosi, we know, is not going to report something that's not true that he knows is not true. I would, I would think. And so somewhere he got that information. We're going to have to talk about uh, Bob's. Yeah, we Bob will. here after uh, yeah. Gwen versus the fans. I think it was Bob Nightingale with one of those like Bobby Valentine, you know, with the mustache Mask. and like <laughs> the nose and everything. That's what Bob Nightingale is doing back there. All right. That's it from the conspiracy theory. Okay, if you win Gwyn versus the fans, you will be qualified for a grand prize, a two-night stay at Westgate Las Vegas, dinner at Edge Steakhouse, and two tickets to Manilow at Westgate Las Vegas. Join Barry Manilow for an unforgettable evening at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino International Theater. Enjoy show-stopping performances from Copacabana to Mandy and Can't Smile Without You, all while experiencing a night of illustrious showmanship. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com to see Manolo at Westgate Las Vegas. Plus, you are going to win a pair of tickets to see the Seals and the Nighthawks at Pachanga, 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 Pachanga Arena on December 29th. Grab tickets now at SealsLAX.com. And Gwyn versus the fans is brought to you by Tarpy Plumbing, Heating, and Air. For best HVAC, sorry, I had to scroll down. For the best HVAC and plumbing services in San Diego and the surrounding areas, call Tarpy today. And with that said, Tony, are we ready to step into? By the way, I can't wait till the Baltimore Ravens bust you guys on Christmas Day. I'm looking forward to that. Go ahead. Random. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, mm, mm, mm. now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Gwen versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Fortunately, if you're on the chat right now on the stream... It's just gravy. It's just me. Because... Tony's camera stopped working for some reason, so... Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to fix that later. Now you just got my ugly face on the cameras. But Chris versus the fans, here are the rules. Or Gwyn versus the fans today. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Tony gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Tony gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. Do not comment on my number of questions in there, Tony, please. I I saw your face. Um, Knowing that I have to come up with questions, and I'm not going to give you the number of questions that uh, are in the doc. You're a little short, I will say. A little short. How would you know? Just saying. 
You're a little you know short. me too well. You know You're me a too well. Short. All right, because you you saw me furiously filling out questions in the break, and we know all about those days. All right, let's go with our first contestant today. Let's go to Rudy. Rudy, what's Rudy. up, Rudy? Hi, how are you guys? We're good, well. Rudy. How are you? I'm glad you can hear me. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm glad I can hear you too. Question number one. Nope. If you had Wrong one button. shot, one opportunity. Wrong to happen to me. button there, buddy. That's the right one. You know, I come, in, I, I drive down to work, and I think, <laughs> man, it's going to be a good day. Had a good morning, and then this happens. For Major League Baseball players, how many arbitration seasons do they have before becoming a free agent? It's uh, four years. Unfortunately not. There are some that can get four years with Super 2 designation, I read. Oh, look at you doing your homework there, Scraby. Do you know? So is he technically wrong or right then? He's right. The answer is for most three, on occasion, the Super 2s, as Scraby mentioned, could be four. Okay, so my next question when I was reading that is why would someone not want to go to free agency and why would someone want an extra year of arbitration? You know how sometimes teams, you know, teams were accused of manipulating time. Ah, it's a service time manipulation thing. There it is. Ah, okay. That makes more sense now. Okay. Let's get to our second question here for you. They weren't accused. They were manipulating time. It's it's, it's (laughs) not an accusation. That's what they have the the rule now. All right, what team, NFL team, is currently the number one team in the AFC right at this moment? At this moment, it's the Ravens. All right. You are correct. Nice job. If the Dolphins win tonight, they also move into 10-3. What did you say? It'll be Miami after tonight. Oh, Oh, there you go. Are you a Dolphins fan, Rudy? I, I wasn't until I uh, until I heard Chris so much. Uh, oh, oh, wow. Chris made you a Dolphin <laughs> fan. Oh, wow. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That in fantasy football. <laughs> yeah, there you fantasy go. Fantasy, fantasy football will definitely make you a fan. All right, here we go. Question number three, Rudy. I don't know if you've seen this movie, guys, but I love it. In the 2014 Disney sports movie Million Dollar Arm, Two Indian cricket players are recruited to play baseball by an agent portrayed by what American actor? What American actor? Actor, yes. I have no clue. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> he would have been great for the movie, actually. He <laughs> come back on that one, huh? Stay there, though. I don't know. Have you ever seen this movie, Tony? You're in luck. You've never seen I've this never movie? I've never seen this movie, so I have no idea. I mean... I think I know who it is, but I can't remember his name, who played the the character. You have a name. I don't. I don't is (laughs) incorrect. Wow, Rudy, you are the winner. You answered the first two correctly. Needed Tony on the third one, but that's okay. The answer, John Hamm from Mad Men. He's uh, Don Draper, I believe, is his character's yeah, name in that show. He, played in. he was in um, uh, Black Mirror. Mm. He was in. I'm going to show you a picture. Sounds like a very... bunch of movies that I haven't no. necessarily seen. This one though is pretty good. He goes and he finds these kids that I, are really I mean, good at cricket. I remember seeing the story on ESPN about the, the the two kids. One of them actually, you know, I started got signed. Right, I believe. I'm not sure what happened with them. I think, in the, one, of, in I think the movie. one of them ended up getting signed. I want to say it was the Giants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you know John Hamm, but great movie. You should watch it. It's one of those Disney fun-loving sports movies. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Uh, nice work. Stay uh, there, Rudy. Rudy, uh, Scraby will get your info uh, as we go to break. Let's get to break. We'll try to tie this thing up in a bow and get you set for Monday Night Football. We'll also talk about Bob Nightingale. He has a bone to pick with his brother. Everybody. Yes. More going to Chris on the way. Here's traffic.
18. Last seven minutes of the show. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Chris Ello will be back tomorrow. Did you ever find out the Aztecs won? I did, actually. And um, to our surprise, they won big. Not that they won, but they won big. They won uh, 70 to 36. Oh, yeah. Who'd they play? Seattle. That was not Seattle today. University? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Am I looking at the right season? This is just such a mat. You know what? Oh, that was last year. Jeez Louise. I know. Dude. I know. I know. Everybody, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware of what you're all thinking <laughs> okay, right now. Let's go I ahead. found it. They won 69-61. Okay. So they did win big to our surprise. Well, they won big last year. <laughs> I know what everybody's thinking out there. Trust me, I had a big talk with my therapist last week about trying to trying to not get ahead of myself and make these mistakes, but apparently I'm not doing a great job on that. Oh, man. All right, so Bob Nightingale went scorched earth over the weekend. Yeah, you said that. How so? Well, he basically called out the baseball writing profession and, and said we need to do better. He wrote an article over the weekend. He said... We have made fools of ourselves plenty of times before in the history of baseball media, anywhere from criticizing the integration of the sport to calling Otani a fraud in his first spring training. But we have taken this to new heights. It was reported early Friday morning that Otani's decision was imminent. Well, that was news to Otani and his agency, who had a private appointment later in the day and knew there would be no announcement. Otani was sleeping at his home in Newport Beach when the flight took off, but that didn't stop Furious reporting with TV and radio reporters tracking the flight in real time. He goes on to say that uh, baseball writers have become an embarrassment to the journalism community. And wow, that's a little bit extreme. That's a, a lot a bit ex- extreme. Uh, now, you may remember last week. Uh, this is the part that he really wanted to get to right Yeah, now. because I don't like it when people call people out for something that they're they don't like, but they just did it. And Hot that, calling kettle black. Yeah, Bob Nightingale last week, if you remember, he said some things about uh, the Cubs, and Jed Hoyer was angry with them. And so ESPN 1000's Jesse Rogers was on ESPN 1000, and he said that there was uh, a... Um, uh, well, a dust-up, basically. A strong, a stern talking to by Jed Hoyer to Bob Nightingale. And now Bob Nightingale's saying, yeah, but it wasn't really that strong of a talking to. So, you know, I'm good, but all the other reporting needs to be better. Because we went the wrong way in this whole thing. Well, listen, mistakes are going to be made. That's part, he of, does say that. part of the uh, profession. Um, and when you make them, you, you like to see, you know, what John Morosi did do, which was issue an apology immediately. When he figured out it wasn't accurate, um, those things will happen. Uh, but you know, you also can't be in a can't throw rocks when you live in a glass house. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you've been one of those people that has made a, a big mistake, and I'm not even talking about, um, I'm not even talking about this issue with uh, the Cubs not being in on the show. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Bob has been wrong. Uh, in the past about something that he's written before. I think everybody at some point has gotten it wrong. And when you're in the business of being first now, as as really the whole industry is, yeah. you're you're prone to make mistakes. And you, that you are that that's going to happen. And and I don't know that I fault anybody on that because that is how you get you build your stature is by being first. Now it's not being accurate as Journalism has really built its, I would say, its standards on for so many times now because of social media. It's a race to be first. And when you're racing to be first all the time, you're not going to you're going to miss sometimes and it's going to look bad sometimes. And you got to be willing to deal with it. But it is the world in which we live in now. I do have to say that I think it all originates with. I think it's Dodgers Nation reporter, uh, J.P. Hornstra. Yeah. He was the JP. one who said it was a done deal that, that Otani was going to be with the Blue Jays. His was you the know fir- him. His the first. Yeah, I know J.P. Um, not somebody who I would typically think would get that story first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That does make a lot of sense, And though. so when I saw his name, in my mind, I was like, good for him. He, yeah. he was able. He broke but the story. It, it, when I found out it wasn't accurate, 
in the back of my mind, I was okay. That also makes sense to me. I don't know that that type of story is going to go to him. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to be a the story one. about him not coming to the Dodgers. You know, is kind of weird. I, I mean, it's just you know what we do know is there's levels to this, right? You know, when it comes to breaking these type of stories, Jeff Passan's name is going to be mentioned. You could say John Morosi's name is going to be mentioned most of the time. You could say John Heyman. I mean, those those are the type of names that usually are going to break a story like Otani. Um, and so you know, it it, it sucks that for JP that it wasn't actually right and that, you know, he's part of the reason Bob Nightingale <laughs> had decided to write this article. He yeah, but Nightingale I, went went on and but on about I, this. I can't stress that enough. And this is something Chris and I have talked about often because journalism has turned into a, a, a race to first and not a race to write, um, this is gonna happen. And this is gonna not gonna be the last time it happens. No, no, definitely and, not. And I only think time. the fact that Otani put a gag order on this only made this more likely to happen because nothing was getting out. And so what happens in today's day and age when there's no information out? You start making stuff up. Yeah, and then you go and you have uh, – so someone texted me this on Friday that Otani was going to go to the Blue Jays, and, and I was like, I don't really believe it unless you give me, like, a real source. And then they sent me the MLB Trade Rumors article, and I'm like, okay, MLB Trade Rumors well, they is got that good. from JP. Exactly. So MLB Trade Rumors now takes a report from JP, runs with it, and that further spreads the misinformation. Right, and to, to be fair, JP is a legitimate journalist. Like, he's not – um, this isn't he isn't new to the game, if you will. He's just not a big name yeah. in the game. So um it's unfortunate, but those things do happen. Last thing about Bob Nightingale and this Jed Hoyer thing. I mean Bob's been on our station. I believe Bob's still an Odyssey MLB insider. He's I a know nice Bob guy. Very well. yeah. Met him a couple times, very nice guy. Um he he said that uh, the reporting on his dust up with Jed Hoyer is also an example of how reporting is so is filled with so much misinformation right now. Wow, wow, Wes. Because it's, it wasn't like Jed Hoyer was screaming at him, as some reports may have you seen. But then it goes I don't know from, that Jesse Rogers said he was screaming. Though. He said he talked sternly, but then no, what Bob was saying is that it goes from Jesse Rogers to another person who says that he was screaming to another person that says he punched me, and then it goes from there. <laughs> <laughs> he punched me. By the way, uh, you'd be upset to know Peyton Manning agrees with Patrick Mahomes that they need to change that rule. Uh, well, I he just got like a million people to tune into the Manning cast tonight. So, because that's insane. It changed the rule. The guy is offside. Monday Night Football follows. We'll see you guys tomorrow. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.